is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2017, season 13, episode number 28. Welcome to another edition of the break. I am Derek. Eaton. Am I supposed to be here? You're supposed Just to asking. be here. Just asking. <laughs> Joined by Amber Garcia. Thank you. David Hellman, Nick Eatman. Thank you guys for joining us for another right. edition of The Break. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of stuff this morning. We're going to talk first about some injuries. Uh, we'll get into some conversation about the defensive tackle position. Uh, a, lot going on, a lot going on at that position. We'll talk a little bit more about Cooper Rush, who uh, got some more reps with the second team yesterday. And, uh, and then we'll get questions from you guys throughout the show. I think Amber has a game for us as well that we'll get to in the third segment. See or no? No, I have oh. something else for you Oh, guys. we got something there new. All right, good. So you stay tuned for that. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Good? Great. Awesome. Wonderful. Let's jump right in. Let's talk about injuries first. Uh, there were a couple guys yesterday that left practice. I don't think any of this was serious. But I think the reason it was probably most notable is because of the names of the guys that left practice, Charles Tapper, Chaz Green. Tell me about their injuries and uh, I guess reassure me that they'll be fine. No, no, there's no reassuring <laughs> there. I mean, you can you can trust Kellen Moore to drive the ball up and down the field more than you can trust these two. Oh, guys. wow. Seriously. Pretty bold. Tell me how you feel. Right. I mean, I'm tired of those two. Seriously. You sound like Brian. Well, no, I mean, but <laughs> every time we talk about those two guys, I'm like, ah, out. Is it Tapper and Green, is that who we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, Tapper and Green. Tapper has the next strain. Chaz Green was, I guess, cramping. Chaz, Chaz hey. got cramps. Dez gets cramps every okay. week. Cue Allen Iverson here. I mean, seriously, the, we want these guys to compete in games, but it's practice that they're, like, getting banged up in. I mean, like, you can't count on them in games if you, they're getting hurt in practice. I, I don't consider cramps getting hurt. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Chaz, it's easy to kind of roll your eyes because it's all. It seems like it's always something with him. But I mean, he's not hurt. Uh, okay, he's not. He's not hurt. He didn't finish practice though, and he's had a golden opportunity to start here at left guard because these other two guys aren't taking the job, and he can't. He can't do it. So I mean, I'm just saying he's not a guy you can count on. I, I yeah. he hasn't been. I, he, he, I mean, every the, the argument with him is still the same, and he hasn't proven he can do it for sure. And I mean, that's fine. But him having cramps and we getting an IV. We're talking about the game. We're yeah. talking about practice. Thank you, man. thank you, Alan. Thank you, AI. Him leaving to get some fluids. I mean, it was after compete period, so I think there was one more team period left. So like 15 minutes more of practice, they're like, ah, it's fine. Get some fluids and try again tomorrow. Like, I'm not gonna lose sleep about that. And I don't really know. The severity of Charles Tapper. Next strain doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound good at all. Like that. See, that sounds like something. I could be wrong, but I expect Chaz to be on the field today. I don't know about Tap, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. And that's and on and I, I'm way more fresh. I get more frustrated with Tapper than Chaz because of I mean, like you know, every I've said this before. Every time Jerry Jones talked about Jalen Smith all through the last year, he mentioned Tapper too. So you put those expectations on the guy and, and you know, he, he hasn't been bad at training camp, but he hasn't lived up to like that type of billing. And a lot and a lot of that has to do with him being injured, too. So that's that one's a little more frustrating, but I want to hear a little bit more about the severity of it. Well, part of that for Tapper, too, is that this is, in effect, his first year, like yeah. he, he, because of the injuries last year, you're getting the fir a first year player 
Um, and so you don't expect him to necessarily all of a sudden be great. You expect that he's going to have to kind of work toward becoming a See, good player. I ex- That was my expectation for Charles Tapper, but the hype that got built around him, I mean, you would have thought we were talking about a first-round pick instead of a fourth, the, right. way, you know, the way he was billed as somebody that's going to take the defense to the next level. I don't th- – immediately. I don't think that was ever a realistic expectation for him, but that was the billing. And that's why I mean, and that's why he comes up as a guy who aggravates people when he gets hurt because that's the expectation that they had for him going into this training camp. And you've got so many other defensive ends that you know they're either hurt or they're going to be suspended. It would like to have, hey, Taco Charlton, he's ready to play. He he's getting better and better. Tapper comes back. He he's he's a guy you can plug in, and he just I just don't know if you can count on him to do that. But I think Tyrone Crawford, are we going to get into him? Yeah, well, go ahead. I mean, he looks like a guy that, that's going to play on the week one against the Giants. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I mean, just the way he's kind of walking around out of the boot. He went from boot to crutch to just nothing real quick. I mean, what was that two weeks ago? That was before the Rams game, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's been it's probably been about two weeks, and he's still working through it. I mean, he's not ready to play right now, but he looks – he looks pretty good. He's moving pretty well. They really dodged one with that one because the day that that happened, I think uh, everybody was pretty sold on the fact that this was going to be much more serious than it has been. Yeah. And if he misses basically training camp and is back by the season opener, that's a big, yeah. big. I, t- I, I saw him at training camp like a couple days after it had happened, and it was kind of more settled. And I was like, I guess congrats isn't really a fitting thing to say, but like, you know, but it is, it kind of is like, I'm happy for you that it wasn't as bad as we thought it was when it happened. Right. Not to put these two guys in the same sentence, but I mean, the giants guy is going to play and Crawford's going to play. Odell. Odell's going to play. Yeah. There's a report out there this morning that suggests that maybe he doesn't play. I'll believe it when I see it. Dave, you and I had this conversation before we went on the air. I don't think anybody on this set, probably thinks if you had to bet right now I don't think anybody's betting on the fact that Odell doesn't play against the Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium to open the season right yeah I mean I don't know the severity of the injury it's an ankle right I mean he'll probably said it's the dreaded high ankle but hey I mean he's Odell Beckham they'll probably put him out there but I wonder how effective he'll be yeah even if he's not 100% I just don't see a scenario where he misses the opener against Dallas in Dallas I don't see that I'm just trying to have the best Wednesday possible to quote Jason Garrett like I can't even think <laughs> that far I mean who's even who's gonna line up on Odell Beckham for the Cowboys like how, what's that it's even better question like? wait wait a second here's the guy yesterday that doesn't want to play anybody in preseason games have a great Wednesday I don't want to play anybody in preseason games but I still got to get through another I mean I we have to physically cover like four more training camp practices and two more games two games in a week basically and any that's gonna be fun because because a great city to go down to don't you just love houston i know because of this dumb top 10 in texas maybe i like you no i I don't i don't really dislike it (laughs) if i had to drive around in it and live there i think it would be really bad why because it's it's like horrible hot it's humid it's really not it's humid it, it is humid but it's not a huge difference between Houston and Dallas. Houston has Texas heat with Louisiana humidity. That's, That's true. But that is true. The the Houston Dallas rivalry cracks me up because as an outsider who's it's not one way, I'm not from Texas, and I've been to both. Yeah. I think they're basically different versions of the same city. Like, how's that? Gigantic, spread out, highways everywhere, barbecue and Tex Mex. 
Lots of oil money, lots of new money, lots of like rich, bougie people. That's not Houston. That's not Houston. They're, that's definitely part of it. Like Houston is. That is not Houston. Houston at is all. a natural gas and tech hub. Like it absolutely is. I understand that. And but that is not money, Houston at all. It's they're. That's both, Dallas. That's not Houston. They're both super similar cities, and they both have a lot of sports. That's another and football. Okay. Then they drive each other crazy. I'm just like y'all are the same thing. What like get over it? It's fine. That escalated quickly. It did escalate. They're four hours apart. Derek's face right now. Houston. I do, fight, I'm just. Fight, I'm just. It, no, it's just funny that the guy from New Orleans is telling me how Houston is. Houston. When he's a, never spent a single week of his life in Houston. I have spent time in Houston. That's what I'm saying. Houston is a little more southern. Dallas is a little more like Texas Midwestern ish. Like that's so backwards. Is it that important? Right. Like this discussion. They're the it's same. Not. They're the same. Okay. City. It's not. Whatever. All right. Let's get back into defensive. Tackle. I was like the pigeon on that one. I just you, were, you I just, just came it. in and just dropped it and, and went away. I'm gonna get more. Oh. I'm gonna get more feedback about my you opinion are. of Houston and because Dallas. Because you don't know what you're talking about. Anything. Fine. Oh, he's mad. All right. Let's Matt go to line right now. Let's yeah. talk about let's talk about Stephen Pia. We're talking about the defensive line. I think Stephen Pia now is. I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. Not big concern, but a little concerned because it seems like he's kind of in and out, and then in and out, and it's just it does seem a little bit troublesome. Maybe it's just because it's precautionary. But even when 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 the team says it's precautionary, there's a reason why he's out versus whoever is not out. Right? There's a reason why you're doing that. And that does make you wonder when you get to the season, is this knee going to be a situation where it's going to cause him to kind of be in and out? Yeah, I, I think, but with him and what he's already done, like he, he's he's come here, he's shown you that he's pretty good. So you kind of know that. Very he good. Yeah. He doesn't need to establish that a whole lot more. Um, he's, also, he's also one of the few guys that you can count on in the defensive tackle position. You kind of know because of what's happened with Irving's suspension, Crawford's availability to go in and out is probably not going to happen right now for you so he's one of the few guys you could really rely on at tackle so it's even more reason to be a little bit overly cautious there I would and I would argue this is funny because I mean I'm I'm a journalist I value as much information as possible I spend all my time on Twitter but I think it's also a byproduct of like having too much access to the team during training camp like the way football teams manage their players certain ways like they got a plan for everybody Tyron, you got a bad back. You're going to do this, this, and this today. Then we're going to sit you down. All we see is 15 minutes where they do stretches, and then he shows up on the injury report, and we're like, okay, but he's got a back. We know that. They have to put him there. But we don't see the detailed process of what he's doing and, and how they're Good managing point. him. You could say the same thing about Steven Paya. The difference is we see it every day here for two hours. We're like, well, he's not doing anything. What's going on? Where I mean, and, and I don't know the severity. I mean, maybe I, mean, I, I don't think it's a big deal. And and I think they'll that'll probably be something that they manage as the season goes along. And we just won't see it once the season starts. But when you're at training camp, just looking for something to write about or something to report for two hours, those things tend to stand out a little bit more than they do during the regular season. Cedric Thornton did return to practice yesterday. He had been out with a hamstring injury. Um, so that gives them kind of their three defensive tackles once Pye is healthy. Um, obviously, Malik Collins is still looking like the beast that we all thought he would be coming into this year. Um, but if let's assume for a second that the Cowboys are going to carry four defensive tackles. Um, what young defensive tackle on this team that's on the team right now do you think will be the fourth guy that kind of makes the roster? You got guys like Richard Ash, you got Jordan Carroll, you got Joey Ivey. Um, obviously, Tyrone Crawford with the ankle, he's at defensive tackle. I mean, he was at defensive end. That's where he's been playing all during the preseason before he got hurt. 
but could drop down a defensive tackle. David Irvin, you can't rely on because he's suspended. So looking at this list. There's another guy in there. Um, Am I missing someone? Well, I thought there was three that I was talking about yesterday, and it wasn't Ash. Is there another tackle? Is it Lewis Neal? Neal, Ivy, Carroll. Neal. Neal. Even though he's he's kind of an end tackle. He he jumped. I mean, he was the story of the first few weeks of training camp, especially while Malik Collins was out. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't done anything wrong, but I don't know that he's really flashing the same way that he was when training camp first right. started. Probably because he's not getting as many opportunities because Malik's back and Paya is in and out of practice and blah blah blah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think any of those guys have has done anything that you're like, well, they got to be on the team. I mean, of course. You think maybe they carry more defensive ends? I mean, again, we're talking about a, at the beginning of the season, they will be without, definitely be without two defensive linemen. Uh, and Crawford, we think he might be ready, but yeah. there's a possibility he's not quite ready, too. I could see, I could see them keeping somebody like Neil over all of them because of the position flex. I could see that. Crawford but, kind of guy? Um, I'm talking about the Crawford that they let walk. Um,. Uh, not even that. Not even that. You know what bothers me about Lewis Neal? It probably helps him, be, you know, as a quick player. But his shoulder pads are no bigger than like Kellen Moore's, <laughs> you know. So I just don't look at him as a guy that's that big. Well, because I mean, it's always ironic when I say this because I know how small I am. But he's tiny by NFL yeah. defensive lineman standard. He's yeah, he's, he's listed at six flat. He I think it's more like five eleven. Like he's just not a big dude compared to the monsters that are yeah. all around him. And the and actually I, I've been thinking about this, and I know it's not sexy. The under tackles the position that gets all the attention, guys who can get sacks. But Ash and Ivy stand out to me because Rod Marinelli, as much as he likes getting sacks, he loves having that just trash can full of dirt that just gets in the I mean Nick Hayden had a job here for how many years because he just was you know good at the job they wanted him to do um Ken Bishop was another guy that hung around for a while because he could he had that skill set where you basically can't move him and Ash and Ivy do that (laughs) I don't know if they get to the quarterback but they can do that so those are two guys that I've got my eye on for you know maybe being that last defensive lineman onto the roster. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit more about the quarterback position. We did talk some about that yesterday. Uh, Cooper Rush again yesterday gets some time with the second team. Uh, he was splitting time with Kellen Moore, uh, taking reps with the second team. Um, I guess looking at it all the way around, I guess the bigger question I want to ask here is: I think yesterday I came to the conclusion, or we came to the conclusion that it's hard to imagine that Cooper Rush won't make this team. Um, I think there's a bigger discussion that has to be had about that of what does that mean for the rest of the team? Because whenever you're going to go, I presume I presume that's long for what we thought going into training camp, three quarterbacks on this roster. I think most of us probably assumed it would be two. Um, that means that there's another position where you may not be able to go as long as you want it. Wide receiver comes to mind. Maybe running back. I don't know if I put that in the same category, but that's another way you think about it. You know, uh, do, uh, where do you think there are bubble guys that may need Tight to be end. concerned? Tight end, maybe. Where there may need to be some concern be- if the Cowboys are going to carry three quarterbacks. Well, I, I don't know exactly if, if they will carry three. I mean, I, I, I still I believe that you only carry two. And I thought before we get to that, I mean, I think Jason Garrett's answer to that was was we, we said on the show, and, and you, uh, Dave, you said there's no way he's going to answer that the way we want right. it to. He, he was shockingly he, um, open yeah. about his thought process yesterday. He said, basically, 
they're going to get both reps because he's earned it. He's going to get the number two reps. So to answer your question, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it'll come down to like the sixth cornerback, honestly. The quarterback and it's like the sixth cornerback, maybe the seventh linebacker. I mean, so I look at guy when Cooper Rush plays well, and if Kellen Moore comes and plays well, then if I'm Marquez White, Duke Thomas, Mark Nazaccia, Noah Brown, Andy Jones. Xavier Woods? You think he's already off? Really? I think he makes it. I think Xavier Woods is more safe than the rest of those yeah. guys. Yeah. And maybe like your ninth offensive lineman, whoever that would be. I don't that's, know. And that's, that's another area where offensive line, I think yeah. they could go eight very easily. You, you guys talked about it yesterday. I, I, and Nick made a hell of a point. And I, I'm coming or I, through this whole camp. I've, th- I've been thinking nine. Just be, I mean, we can't just trust Chaz Green. Yeah, Lyle Collins is not experienced at right tackle. But the more you think about, it, you're like, damn, like all of the reserve, all of your backups can play multiple positions, mm-hmm. and that's so. I in the span of about a day and a half, I talked myself into eight offensive linemen. It makes sense. I mean, and I'm, now I'm if go you back can to get Cooper to be your starter, right? That's important, right? Because Chaz, because of Chaz, yeah. But Cooper has to be the starter in order in to get that, comfortable. In that scenario, in that scenario yeah. Cooper's got to be the guy. Yeah. And I mean, um, at some point, they have to just say, let's do this. Like, let's make the decision for Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick's sake, even though they'll, they'll be fine, whatever you did. But you, you need that continuity of this is going to be your guy. I asked Garrett about that yesterday, and his answer was pretty good. But I, I was like, do you need to figure this? Do you have a timeline for when you need to figure this out? And I was hoping. He would be a little more specific. He's like, well, we've got about two weeks. And I was like, well, duh, no, duh, Jason, the two the season starts in two weeks. Yeah, like, but here's the problem. Do you really have two weeks? Because I was just about to bring that's it up. That's my point. You've got one more game do. where those guys are going to play, yeah. right? They're not playing next week in Houston. So if you want real action, if you want some action where you're they're going up against guys that are NFL caliber guys, you you – you really got this one game, right? Assuming Chaz is healthy and these cramps is just cramps and he practices the rest of the week and blah, blah, blah. I'm just – I whoever starts on Saturday I think is the guy that they're going to go with. They may, they're not going to say that, but that's – I'm just going to – like why wouldn't you put the guy you want to start you in think, there for right. dress rehearsal? Dress rehearsal. Unless, of course, they decide if you're going to play the starters, let's assume they're going to play the starters or most of the starters or at least the Both offensive eight. line for the entire first half. Maybe you got – one in there for the first quarter, one in there for the second quarter. Well, who goes out first then? <laughs> Whoever goes out first is the leader in the clubhouse, right? He's the leader. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my guess. I don't know. But offensive line is a spot where I think they could go light. And, I mean, obviously everybody would prefer for Zeke to be on the team, but that's a one fewer running back you have. Because I've been thinking five running backs for a month, and now if, assuming Zeke starts the season suspended, then I think you only need to carry four. So. No, I think the, the – You only need to carry four in, a, in addition to Zeke. Or four, four, four total. Four total. Including I, the fullback. I consider Keith Smith a yes, running back right. for the purposes of this. I agree with you on that. I, yeah. I, so just those four is who you think they don't. They don't keep an extra, the, the fifth guy. They no, keep four. Four. Got it. I think you've got about three to four players whose injuries, even though they're not major, their injuries are kind of going to decide. They're kind of the dominoes that, that will decide the rest of the roster. I mean, uh, Cheeto being one of them, because if he it can come back and play and, and they can get comfortable with, with him, then that could affect your safety cornerback uh, numbers there because he can kind of do both. Same with Chaz Green. Same with Jalen Smith. I mean, obviously, his injury, he's getting past that. But the fact that 
you know, how comfortable are they? Are they going to go with Durant? Are they going to go long there? Are they going to have Nazacha? So, you know, I, Ryan Switzer's injury kind of factors in there uh, as well. I guess Cole Beasley could just return punts. I know who's not going to return punts. 14. <laughs> What's the deal there? Having like, some issues with catching the ball. It, it, it's awful. Like, there's got to be somebody else that can do that on this team right now. Even, I mean, Duke Thomas or somebody. He's an interesting player, though, because I think Lance Lenore. Yeah, at least in practice and, and in some of the games, I think I've seen him make some yeah, plays. It's interesting some, that as a receiver, not as <laughs> that's, it's interesting, not as a returner, but as a receiver. And it seems like they're trying to find more things for him to do because they're trying to figure out whether they can get him on the practice squad. Probably he, he scored a right? touchdown. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he, Which, it's not like so he's did, just been a you know a guy that's not done mind. anything. If if you if you think about, I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong. I overestimate this every year, but. Between Noah Brown and Andy Jones, if they are not on the 53, I think one of them's getting claimed somewhere. I agree. They're with that. too good to go through waivers. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I think. And so at least one, if not both of those guys, you would want on your practice squad. You know, Lenore and Brian Brown and Easy Nwachku are all candidates to be that other practice squad receiver, I think. But it's just interesting. They're so deep at receiver. You know, Brian Brown is a guy that I would have as a lock to be on my practice squad normally, but maybe you don't need him if Noah Brown and Andy Jones wind up on your practice squad, or maybe you do if they get signed. I don't know. This is a really good receiver group. I think it really is. As good as it's been in the years that I've covered. And give Bryce credit for for making it that way because Bryce could have easily been the odd man out here um, if he just kind of continued his – I'm pretty good here, but I'll kind of mess up every now and again. And he hasn't done that. He's been very consistent. And I think he's such a likable guy that every, I mean, because he, because he works hard. I mean, it's not just about being a, a good guy, but I think that he works hard. He understands. And, you know, he, he's just that type of guy that I think Derek Dooley wants to have in the room. Des Bryant wants in the room, you know, and, and this team just wants to, to kind of gravitate around. All right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll get some questions. Uh, you can call us. We have a new number this, uh, today. It's 214-872-2102. Again, it's 214-872-2102. You can hit us up on Twitter as well, at Cowboys Break. We'll be right back. This is The Break. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, 
we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst froze deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave the nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Craving Rider. You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Craving Rider. Crave a Dr. Pepper. Nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. The one you crave. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's the second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star dave why are you looking at me seriously i don't know because you're across from me where do you want me to look i don't know look at nick tv thank you no don't look at the tv just look at nick how about that Uh, that's not fun all right we're gonna take some questions you guys can call us the number is 214-872-2102 again it's 214-872-2102 you can hit us on twitter at cowboys break Amber, we'll get your questions there. Let's start with a question from Twitter. What do we have, Amber? Has the emergence of Neil and Woody Barron pushed Thornton to maybe being cut? Thornton? You know, when you were talking about the defensive tackle position just now, I, I thought about that. If Ivy and Carroll and Ash and those guys had really stepped up and done some things like a, like let's say the receiver position, you know, like if they had performed the way that maybe Andy Jones and Noah Brown and those guys have, and and Bryce Butler had kind of been in the Cedric Thornton mode, then yeah, he could have been cut. But the fact that those guys haven't really stepped up, and I think they're still counting on Cedric Thornton, and his contract is, is not re- ready to, to just get That's, rid of. I mean, his contract isn't so huge that it would hinder you, but I don't. I, they wouldn't cut a guy. There's no option. He's option. still one of your top three and, and he's, tackles right he's, yeah he's right. not he's yeah. not awful he, yeah he's been hurt and no i'd be really surprised if he got cut a because of his contract and b because I, he's one of your best three tackles regardless of what the rookies are doing yeah i'm just saying they could have maybe pushed him out because he he's not a guy you have to keep but now he is because you got other guys Nobody's that are better. banged up no one's better right so don't do this next year you know, now if he comes through, has a decent year, and then next year comes around and they draft probably higher, you know, in the in the rounds in the third or fourth round to get a tackle, I could see where. Yeah, and this that's, may not be as, what, as last year. Well, typically, and when the this front office usually structures their contracts so that they have an out after two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know, the first two years are the years where it's not great money wise, and then usually you can make it work for year three and four. Would so, you guys agree that he's a solid rotation defensive tackle? Yes, but I think you paid him to be better than that. Okay, and that's fair. Right. He's a solid rotational guy, but you thought he was going to be like a really quality, beastly starter guy. At least I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know that he's lived up to that. Especially, I mean, I think we are. We all probably agree that we'd prefer to have Paya in the starting four when the season starts. Yeah. Do you think maybe that 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 evaluation happened in 
he was with the Eagles, right? That evaluation was helped, or the the player that he was with the Eagles was maybe a little bit better because he had a guy like Fletcher Cox there with him on that in the interior of that defensive line. Absolutely, sure. I mean, that's f- fair. I told so I was another guy, the LSU guy too, Benny Logan. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah Benny Logan. Yeah, the Eagles have a really and have had a really good front for a while, almost forever, that's, as long as I can remember. I I was talking to an Eagles fan last night, just kind of. BSing about football. And I was like, Fletcher Cox is one of the most underrated players in the league. In the I, I mean, I know people know who he is, but he's not like this household name considering how good he really Like, he's a monster. Was that the same draft, draft as Mo? I want to say so, yeah. 2012. Could have gotten Mo, maybe. I mean, could have got him, but. Yeah. Where did he go? Like nine, eight or nine? Something like that. I don't remember off the top of my I know Mike Brockers is the guy people always link to the Cowboys because he went in the slot the Cowboys originally had, but and he's been pretty good too. Not on been okay. He not on been, Cox's level. Yeah, he had been good Cox. Yeah. Round one, pick twelve. Well, Thank you. twelve. <laughs> Could have had Perfect. him. Perfect. Thank you. Could have had him. Yeah. Sorry. Can't mm. over the Google. Huh? It's all over the Google. Yeah, yeah. But or, yeah, I mean, or you know what? Or he maybe he knew. I, I don't know. It's possible. You know what? I memorize every draft. Okay. okay. <laughs> maybe he knew. Right. Yeah. And you know, I don't. It's not a coincidence that De- the best year of Demarcus Lawrence's career happened when Greg Hardy was eating up everybody's attention on the other side too. So I mean, true. Who you play with matters. And I, you know, I'm I'm not ready to bury Cedric Thornton. I don't either. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that he's lived up to the contract that he got yet. There wasn't a huge contract. No, right? No, I mean, it's a fairly modest free agent contract. Right. What defensive lineman has lived up to the contract slash expectations that they have? I mean, Demarcus Lawrence hasn't really yet. Tyrone Crawford hasn't. That's, so I'm, I'll beat that drum all day long. Like, you cannot blame the Cowboys for trying. They definitely have tried. Oh, they've it's, thrown a lot at it. It yeah. just hasn't worked out for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. And some of that's their fault. A lot of that's their fault. They, may, they may be starting to see... One in Malik Collins that will yes. actually pan out to be better than what they thought he was because where they drafted him, he seems like he's going to play above that. Well, Demarcus Lawrence yesterday had a couple of moves in practice. He was on, killing on Lyle Collins. He was that you're like, well, if if maybe Lyle's going to struggle, but if this is, yeah, I doubt it. But if this is a you know, Demarcus Lawrence is ready to turn the corner. He did it to Tyron yesterday, too. Yeah. Like, he kicked everybody's butt yesterday. He he's looked had, really good. Yeah, he's looking a lot more fluid. I mean, he, he's got, I don't know, I don't know if he lost weight or something, but he just seems a lot more agile. agile. It'll be interesting. This is this is the first agile. time that he'll have an entire offseason and will start the season since he's been with the Cowboys. So maybe that matters. Wow, good stat. I mean, you're right. I'm just I saying that maybe it. that matters a little bit when you're talking about a guy that, you know, if he's going to turn the corner, this is a good time to do it, right? Right in time for payday. There you go. There you go. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We've got a call from Tony in El Paso. Tony, what up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, good. How are you? Um, I'm a big fan of the show, but um, I just wanted to ask a question. Who calls the defensive plays on the money downs, like on first and third downs? Who calls the defensive plays? I mean, Rod Marinelli? Other than Rod Are you talking about on on the field? Yeah, like say it's third and eight. Who who calls the plays? I don't like the defensive coordinator is um is uh Sean, is mean, uh probably gonna be Sean Lee, isn't it? And Sean Lee's the one with the mic in his helmet. Yeah. Rod is he asking is, is he, he asking the, the player that's that's relaying it? Like, no, no, no. When you say you're saying call actually calls the plays, and that would be the the coach. That would be the defensive coordinator, Rod Marinelli. 
You're talking about so that. You're not talking about the player on the field that relays the play, right? Or makes any checks. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like say it's 38 and say we want to blitz. Who, who yes. makes that decision? Rod Marinelli. Rod Marinelli. Okay. Um, I, I would like to see us blitz on money downs, like first and third downs a lot more. And um, I just want to say, you know what? I, I like having Miss Garcia on the show because me being Mexican-American, I, I've seen, you know, Derek and Nate and, you know, white America right there with the white guys with Finally, see someone of Latin descent on the show. And make <laughs> Carry it, make on Mexico. Two up. All right. Thanks, gracias. man. We appreciate the call. You got fans. That's like, gracias. Okay. Carry on Mexico. Okay. Go Mexico. I know. Yeah. I know what that means. They didn't even know what that means. I know what that means. I know what that means. <laughs> Rod Marinelli. If Rod, if what did he say? Did he say, I've seen the white guys on the show before? <laughs> yeah. No, he said the. He said I think you he said, and Nate. He actually said uh, white yeah. America. I think he said white America, yeah. He yeah. said you like, and Nate, but then mainly. Well, in other words, it's only two brothers. Diverse. And it's here. a lot of white America. And then we got, finally, we got a, a Latina. Hispanic thrown in. Yeah. Mix. <laughs> Kent is so clutch with the drops. <laughs> <laughs> if the Cowboys are blitzing, it means Rod Marinelli's like absolutely desperate because what he wants to do isn't working. I don't know if I agree with that because we have seen him use that corner blitz quite a bit. Like, right. He, he likes that. He does like right. the corner blitz. He, I just, he prefers to get pressure with, blitz, his, with his front four. That's yeah. what he wants to do. So if he's call, if linebackers are blitzing, that means the front four is getting its butt kicked. Right. I mean, that's... So I, I mean, I, he he's willing to do it. I mean, Sean Lee's blitzed before, uh, but they're not they're not the best blitzing team anyway. Like no. when they try to do it, there's there are times they try to do it in games, and the reason people don't notice is because it doesn't work, right? I would just and that's I I love the 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 bend but don't break like clog and cover. Yeah. Give, give me a three man front and six defensive backs because I think that's your best chance of getting a stop. I know it's not I fun. Agree. It's not you're not it doesn't generate a ton of sacks, but no that's turnover. the strength and I mean preferably maybe with these new guys here, maybe they can get their hands on some footballs. Holding a team to three points with this offense is a win. Like yeah. if the defense goes out and they're regularly holding teams to field goals and you're playing against the Cowboys offense, they're gonna win more games than they're gonna lose. So yeah. I think that I agree with you. I think you just based upon how you play the team concept of football. I think that that brand of football is probably better than taking a lot of chances and possibly giving up big plays by blitzing. I completely agree, and I just man, if the personnel was better, then I'd feel maybe I'd feel better about it. But I think the strength of this team is that is clog and cover, let them have eight yards, but not ten. I mean right. that's and we saw it work all last year. Yep. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. We got a call from Isaac in Houston. Isaac, what you got? Hey guys, good morning. Quick question for you. Um, I know this question will be based on projections and things like that, but based upon um, all of last season, um, does this draft class have the potential to be one of the best draft class that the Cowboys have ever had? Obviously, Jalen Smith is a projection, but Anthony Brown, Zach Prescott, Zeke, Malik Collins, um, you're talking about a couple of already all pros and potentially some more pro bowlers. So I'll hang up and listen to your answer. All right, thanks for the call. First, I was—I uh, thought he was saying this class. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, that just got drafted, and I was like, "Wow, no, I don't think none of them are even." I don't think we've seen that yet. Yeah, we haven't seen it, but yeah, no, I guess going back to last year, do you think that that could be Nick? You know the history of this team probably better than you're not going to beat 1964. So you just—you're just battling for second. Yeah, and unless unless there's three Hall of Famers on this class, which I would. Good luck. Throw out 64 for me? Like, who all is in there? It's just it's just um, Bob Hayes, Mel Renfro, and Roger Staubach. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Wow. Henry. Yeah, that is pretty good. And it was it was a great draft because yeah, because all three of those picks were risky. Mel Renfro didn't really play defense. He played, you know, he was an offensive player and he ran track and he was fast and they thought they could make him a defensive back and they did. 10 years, 10 year or 10 time pro bowl safety and corner. Roger Straubach was going to be in the Navy for the next few years, right. but maybe when he comes back, he could be ready to play, and he was pretty good. Good play, yeah. And then Bob Hayes was just a sprinter. They thought, well, maybe he could be a receiver and maybe change the game. Did he, did he play football? Like, Was this a situation yeah. similar to Rico Gathers where he hadn't played football in a long time and he was just a sprinter? I know he was an Olympic sprinter, correct? Uh, yeah, he was an Olympic sprinter. I don't know if he played at Florida A&M. I can ask Mickey. And Brian, if they yeah. covered him, but I didn't. I'm just guys. They're like ten years older than me, but I like seeing that. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, okay, that's a fantastic okay. point, but I'll play the other side of that, and and I'm gonna project the hell out of it. But I mean, based on one year, you're talking franchise, a franchise quarterback, a franchise running back, guys that have the potential. Yeah. I'm not saying they will be, but guys that have the potential to be Ring of Honor caliber players. There's no, yeah, there's no doubt. Definitely Ring of Honor, but a a a starter for the foreseeable future, two starters with an S in for the foreseeable future in Malik Collins and Anthony Brown. Malik, I think, has all the potential in the world to be a Pro Bowl caliber player. Uh, Jalen Smith, I mean, yeah, I mean, talk about Michael Irvin said he's a Hall of Famer. I know that's a Ring of Honor guy. I'm, I'm saying future starter. I feel yeah. comfortable projecting that. I really don't feel comfortable going any further. But even okay, so. Two franchise cornerstones and three starters in the same draft class. And that does, I mean, who knows? It could be really good. I mean, yeah, the caller's right. not wrong. I just right. threw out the 64. Yeah, it's hard to be 64. That might 19, be the best draft in the history of the NFL. 1989 on was a really great draft for the Cowboys for what they needed and what became cornerstone players. You got Troy Aikman. You had Daryl Johnston, uh, Mark Stepnoski, and Tony Tolbert. I mean, Jerry Jones and, and Jimmy Johnson come out of the gate and say, here's our first four picks as in the NFL, and it's these four guys. So that was pretty good. It wasn't better than 64. No, no, not better than 64. That's what I'm saying. So you're right. So 64 I'm just is saying, still going to be Compared to the like best. that 89. But, man, I mean, if Jalen Smith is a great player, I think Malik's going to be a great player. It all comes down to 21. You know, what, what does he do? Is he a guy that continues to have issues? Where he is always going to be something that kind of limits him, I don't. I don't know. That's. I mean, that's, that's the big question right there. And also the quarterback, is he? Does he be? I mean, does he become Kaepernick and Robert Griffin? Does he become uh, Luck? Does he become Russell Wilson and get better every year? Mm-hmm. We'll see. If he, if last week was any indication, he certainly I'm on the right track. Get better. I'm not betting against that guy. No. That, I mean, but sorry, but Zeke. I don't know. I mean, it's so early, but I would be surprised. He'll figure it out. If, for what? I would be surprised if he plays here as many seasons as like Emmett Smith did. You know? Oh yeah, he. I mean, I, I don't think the, I don't think the NFL is even it structured doesn't, it for doesn't that work anymore. that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I will say this: if he if he can manage to have all the seasons that he has before that first contract. Um, if all those seasons are as good as last year, and I'm not talking about statistically, I'm just saying he's that much a part of the offense and is that productive in the offense, I think he gets that next contract. And if he continues to do it consistently, then I think it can be one of those situations where, you know, that's the one thing you know about Jerry. He is a loyal guy. And and if it's one of his guys, I mean one of his really, like his guys, and it's a guy that's going to at some point be in the ring of honor, 
They'll keep them around yeah. here maybe a few years past when they probably and are still in their prime. To be, and, you know, we said this back, you know, when he was a prospect before the draft. Like, well, just, just run him into the ground for five years and get walk away. And walk away. But the other side of that, he's so young. Even if he plays yeah. through his fifth-year option before he gets another contract, he'll only be 25. So, which is still really young, even in running back terms. I mean, still DeMarco really Murray's yeah. still going pretty good, and people were worried about giving him a deal at like 27 or 28. So. It's all about do you take care of your body the right way? It's all those things factor in, I think, for running backs even more so than right. maybe it's, other positions. It's too soon to say. I mean, yeah, maybe he'll be here for 13 years. It's too soon to say. It's interesting. I mean, but the way that players, the way teams handle running back is so much different than it was when any other great running back played for the Cowboys. I, yep. I, I know this, and I've been, for some reason, the last couple of days, I've been looking at the crowd, you know, from where our spot is and seeing the jerseys and the T-shirts, and they love this guy. They love, the fans love him, the kids love him. They love Zeke. And I, I hope that, you know, for everybody's sake, he figures it out because he's a fan favorite, and, you know, whatever's happened in, in, off the field, it hasn't really deterred Cowboy fans. Now, he's probably going to go and get booed every place he goes. Probably will. Yep. Not I don't know that that's a lot different than any other time. But, but you're going to get booed when you're But it'll home. also, it'll like the, the moose call and who the tight end for the Steelers. Heath. Yeah, I mean... I mean, like, oh, I mean, and I was like, gonna, you won't even everyone be able to tell if he's, Zeke because you won't even be able to tell if he's being booed because people go. Zee. So he just he, he's one of those guys. He's he's like the Cowboys. He's like the Yankees. You're going to love him or you're going to hate him. Mm-hmm. And um, but I, there's a lot of Cowboy fans that love him. Yeah. Um, only thing stopping that dude from ruling the world is himself. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. Hopefully he gets it figured out. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. Uh, we got a game coming up. Amber's got a game for us here in the third segment. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus, save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products. 
including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a men's health club. And check out, again, that's GetJackBlack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic, just superior skincare. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's game time. Amber, now I can have? talk. Now I can finally <laughs> speak of. You could have talked. I know. It, uh, well, it's kind of hard when you're a rookie mixed in with veterans and one that's about to retire. But wow, <laughs> wow, wow. wow, she's throwing darts early. Let's go. Who, who, it could have been you. No, I'm really? just kidding. <laughs> who, who was that aimed at? I was. I was looking down. I think she was aiming at you. About to retire. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, so since we've been talking about... <laughs> like Whitney. You're not going to get me. Okay. <laughs> since we've been talking about the, who makes a 53-man roster, I thought it'd be fun to play a little game where each of you has 45 seconds. Oh, wow. It's quick. 45 seconds. I'm going to let you pick the position, and you got to name the guys that will, make, that will be oh. on the team. You guys ready? Gosh, okay. Sure. She. I wish I had a, a roster in oh, front of me. I, I, I don't need it. Let's Amber. go. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Here sure. All right. Derek, you want to start? Sure. Why not? Um. Let's see. What position do you want? Oh, just got to throw it at him. Okay. Cornerback. Cornerback. All right. I think that will be Orlando Skandrick, Nolan Carroll, Jordan Lewis, Cheeto Bayouzier, uh, Anthony Brown. I'm at five. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke Thomas nice. and Marquez White. I actually think they go long there okay. and they go short. Real short. long. Let's yeah. let's write these down like the seven. 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 Let's we talked about this we yesterday. Did, yeah, I, I actually think that if you got the game, that's why I'm a little bit concerned about Xavier Woods is because I think that if you're going to go seven cornerbacks, knowing that Cheeto Bay can, can flip to safety. Now that's kind of your your way to do it, and that means he's probably the who's guy who's done more, uh, Xavier Woods or Marquez White. Who's done more? Marquez, that's a good point. Marquez I mean, White has had more good practices, but right. Xavier Woods is the author of Better one games. of the best preseason performances on this whole team. So, yeah, I will say this: I think it's one or the other. I don't think both of them make it. One of the two of those guys makes it, at least, oh. if not both. You have them down for seven. Yeah, let's go seven. All right. Seven corners. Okay. I think we'll go down on time. 30 seconds for you, Nick. <laughs> okay. I'll be fast. I'll be fast. We're long-winded. Let's sue us. Okay, let's go with defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Uh, Cedric Thornton, Stephen Paya, um, Malik Collins, and that's it. Only three. Yeah, those, are, those are my three. You guys that'll, are, t- that'll help me with my seven. You guys are going outside the box with these. I like it. Why not? Hey, it's fine. I, I so honestly, if there's a fourth, he's on another team. That's, That's a good. That point. is a good point. Yeah. That is a really. We've good seen point. them do that. Yeah, but but I don't want to do that. And just having an open spot. So let's just go with three right, right now. Okay. Okay. What you got? Linebacker. Linebacker. I think they carry six. I think it'll be Sean Lee, Anthony Hitchens. Uh, Justin Durant, Kyle Wilbur. I'm, I'll throw Damian Wilson in there. Don't, and Jalen Smith, is, he's the sixth. I'm throwing Damian Wilson in there for the time being. If something comes down with his legal situation and he's suspended, uh, then they would probably just hold on to Mark Nzacha. 
Mm. So you're you're cutting Nizacha right now. As it stands right now, assuming Damian Wilson is available. I think yes. I would too. Yeah, that would be six. What right. a shame. What a shame to cut that guy. But yeah. He'll be okay. fine. He'll be fine somewhere. <laughs> All right. Derek. Yes. Defensive end. Defensive end. All right. Um, I think they keep Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, Taco Charlton. Benson Mayola, Charles Tapper. Five, a lot of dead air. I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide whether, and I don't think they're going to cut Tapper, but I really like Devontae Moore. He's a guy I think suspended. Remember, he's suspended. That's true. He's good. You don't have, but but you you have to make a decision once he comes back. It's only two games, right? So, so I think Tapper can get through two games. But do you think that they would cut Tapper? Even after two games, do you think they would cut him? I don't you know. You have to cut him. You think you just go to IR? Just follow him on over there. No, let's be fair. It won't just be him. It'll be somebody. I mean, the, something happens in two games where it just kind of works itself out. So you just – we'll just go off. Because here's the other guy know. I didn't mention was David Irving. David Irving. Irving, Irving Tapper, so and Moore. Those two. It's somebody, somebody's somebody got to go out of that group. Yeah. And, and that's interesting with – with Tapper, I mean, like we know that they they want to see him do well, but do they have the room for to to keep him around? Going back, he's not better than these other guys, I don't think. Going back to Nick's point, what, I mean, whether they bring on another guy or keep Joey Ivy around or whatever, Demontre Moore can play tackle too. He's another one of the eighty guys that can play both. So really, like to be. Able he to seems like he he's on the verge of outside linebacker. He's played nickel tackle at times in this training camp, like when they have that yeah. package on the field. I'm just saying. He, no, I, I'm not disputing it. I'm just saying he seems a little light to think he's going to do that during the season I, regularly. Demontre Moore is one of those funny guys where like. Everything about him suggests that he's like a bubble guy. I know we're going way over. No, you're good. He's I he's like a stone cold lock. Like just right. I'm like he's on this team. He's in their plans. He's been a very consistent him. player for them during training. Especially yeah. with all the issues that they've had, and they said let's sign this guy, and they're like, well, he's going to get suspended, coach. Okay. okay. So that I mean he's obviously been in their plans. He's he's here, and they'll do what they got to do to get him back on the roster. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> you're ready for it. Safety. That's what you're going to throw at me. <laughs> you're correct. <laughs> the only defensive spot we haven't done yet. Safety. All right. Um, you only got three. Byron Jones, Jeff Heath, Kayvon, and um, Xavier Woods. Maybe Robert Blanton. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so just so just <laughs> I don't kicks. think I don't think that's correct. I think safety is the most one of the most interesting situations on this team. Do you like Blanton though? I don't. I don't. I don't. But it, I, I'm thinking about the coaching staff. Yeah, Basaccia. He's a special teams ace. He's he kind of he's similar to C.J. Spillman in Here. the sense that that's how he's made his NFL career. He's gotten some opportunities to play safety, but mainly special teams. Jeff Heath has not done uh, so much that he ha- cannot play some on special teams because they're going to rotate. Kayvon in there, the rotate Xavier Woods, maybe if he can kind of step up a little bit. And I think that'll keep Jeff Heath on some of the uh, special teams packages. So he's not completely losing Heath on special teams. Those are my four safeties. I would I, I would like that to be what they do, but I wonder if they like Blanton enough to keep a fifth safety. I don't think they would keep Blanton over the young guys, but I think they might just I think I think Duke Thomas and Marquez White have been probably push Blanton out the door. I, but, I but, think you're not going to keep 11. But here's the question, though. If that's the case, really, if you're talking about four safeties, basically one of those guys has to go. Marquez, 
Marquez or Duke Thomas. Mm-hmm. Which one do you guys? Which one of those guys do you think right now stays, and which one goes? I, I keep Duke Thomas. We actually we and that you was, would keep Duke Duke Thomas. I that was a mailbag question today. I like Duke. Duke, I think Duke has had the, I think Duke has had the better camp over the course of the month, but Marquez has flashed a lot, and I I'm I'm deferential to draft picks. They're on four year deals. At the end of the day, I'm I think either one of them would probably clear and waivers though. Just I would think clear waivers. Maybe. Maybe. The thing about Marquez White, though, he looks the part. I mean, he's got really long arms and stuff, and he... I think I'm more intrigued by... I'm more intrigued by what Marquez White could be in the future. I agree with that. But I think Duke Thomas has been better this month. And, I mean, that's their call to make. I yeah. don't know. And they will. They'll think about it more long-term than maybe we are. As we can sometimes be just thinking about who had the better camp. And, and it's smart to think about it long-term because, you know, Skandrick... Uh, I'm not trying to get him after me or anything, but because... But he he can't have a whole lot of more years to go, you know. And you don't know about Nolan Carroll how long this is going to be. He doesn't look like a guy that's going to be here for several years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tight end. Who are you giving Dave. that to, Dave? Oh, sorry. Um, four. Uh, that's the least interesting spot for me. I am just it's done. Jason. Done deal. Jason Witten, Jeff, uh, James Hanna, Jeff Swaim, and Rico Gathers. I mean, we know Rico's hurt right now and honestly see i mean concussions are never a trivial matter but this one seems pretty bad because jason garrett he's done for the week he's not practicing he's not he don't think about seeing him against the raiders and then at that point i don't i'm i guess you would want him to get in against houston but it's just going to depend on how healthy he is and i mean yeah. he took a nasty shot right. from Kayvon frazier and that's how this whole thing started so you know, I don't know, I, and I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking out loud, but I mean, maybe if you need to put him on injured reserve, maybe you would only go with three tight ends. I don't, I don't think that would happen. Um, so I'm gonna hold off on that until I hear more about it. So I'm saying four, but yeah. that would not saying that you want a guy to be on injured reserve, but actually that would probably be a great scenario for would the be Cowboys a great, from, from the standpoint of managing that position. It would be a because great way a to hold tight on end, to Rico. He probably is not ready to play a ton this year. Right. If you had one more year to kind of redshirt him, it's probably a good thing. And then by next year, you're, you, you would think that maybe he's a little more prepared for it. Uh, I disagree. You actually think he's ready to play? No, no. I just, okay. I, I just think you're thinking of it from a standpoint of that he needs another year. But if you're putting him on some kind of injured reserve, Which, he doesn't practice uh, for you. He needs to be practicing. Yeah, practicing. I, I'm only putting him on injured reserve if the concussion is really that serious. Otherwise, I want him out there practicing. That'd be a pretty serious See, concussion. That's, and, I, and that's, I, you know, I'm. <laughs> Maybe he needs to hang it up if, hey, that's, if it's that I mean, Sidney Crosby was out for a long, a really long time with a concussion. I don't know. I mean, okay. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's a different sport. I'm, I'm again, uh, we're, really. Well, not really. That's as far as the hits. I mean, it's, <laughs> we're we're in we're way deep into speculation. I'm not saying yeah. that's going to happen. I'm just again thinking. I'm out surprised out. there's not more concussions in that sport than than football. Because yeah. because I don't. Well, I don't pay close enough, enough attention. I don't either, no. but I'm just I just know that, you know, there's different, you know, there's grass, there's field turf and all that. And it's somewhat soft at times. It's always the same in hockey and it's always pretty hard. So. Assuming I mean, assuming Rico's okay in the long you know, in the next couple of weeks, which I think is a reasonable assumption. Four. Four. No, this questions. should have been yeah. five seconds. It I should know. Be four, <laughs> boom. No if ands or buts. Yeah, needless to say, he's staying here. However, 
Whatever they got. Wherever they put him, he is not going anywhere. Not a de- it's not a debate. Derek. Yes. Quarterback. Quarterback. All right. I think it will be Dak Prescott. I think it will be um, Kellen Moore, and I think it will be Cooper Rush. I think they carry three. Nick, mm-hmm. running back. Running back. Uh, to start the season, uh, Darren McFadden, Alfred Morris, uh, Rod Smith, Keith Smith. So, and then you have to figure out a spot when Zeke comes back because I don't think those guys are going to get cut. I don't either. Yeah. So somebody else is going to stay on, is going to get cut from a different position. So you might go long at cornerback there and, and you know, for a couple of weeks or six or whatever, but you know, he's not going to replace, in my opinion, one of those backs. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe Alfred Morris, Maybe. He could come back and be like, Possibly. all right, he's our third back. I will say this. If you're, talking about, if you're talking about a six-game suspension, by that point, you're almost halfway through the season. Yeah. So, at that point, you kind of know what you got in the other two yeah. backs. And so, maybe you Yeah, you know, you, they could have cut McFadden yeah, that's or Morris at that that's point. That's true. That's true. Wide receiver. I want so badly for Noah Brown to be on this team. I do, too. He's, my, he's a pet cat, for sure. But... I mean, I think Cooper Rush is on the team. I think Rico Gathers is on the team. I don't know how I'm keeping him, so I'm just going with the five, the five boring ones. Boring in the sense that we know who they are. Yeah, like not they're all good players. There's Terrence, Bryce, Switzer, Beasley. Yes. Yep. Well, that's it. Offensive line. That was I left that one off just to kind of give it one each. Well, we all one each. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, yeah, offensive line. I mean, we think we've been we think obviously the, the best thing, best case scenario, like, like we said, is eight guys, right? If you can manage to, if, if sixty four can manage to be your Cooper can manage to be your starter, then you, you the other three guys you carry could also also play I, all the positions. So I think that's probably your best situation. Yeah, and I wouldn't rule out that there's another versatile lineman somewhere on the street better or not on the street i'm sorry that'll get cut uh that'll be better than byron bell i don't think byron bell's a guy that they really have to keep on the team i mean his versatility is good but but he's there's got to be someone better than that so i wouldn't surprise me if they i mean looney's on the team and and you know Cooper, I I think would start, and they're going to keep Jazz Green as well. But I think there's probably another guy that maybe could be better. Maybe. And I think they like Emmett Cleary a lot more than a lot of people do. I wouldn't. I would not be stunned if it, if they carried nine. It would surprise me if he was one of the eight. The eight but if they yeah. carried nine, I wouldn't surprise me to see him. It's Cleary. Yeah. The last. It's guy. too bad there's just not a young guy that that has really stepped up to to make it. You know, there's not that. I mean, Burbank and. Speaker, Speaker, Skipper. Skipper. They just, they haven't, there's there's probably going to be a couple in the practice squad. Yes. You know, and if you keep eight, you, you should have a couple in the practice squad. I mean, I think Dan Skipper's a guy that would be on your on your practice squad. He's so he's so big and tall. He's got a mean streak. He's kind of has to figure it out. But who better to help him get, you know, who who's better to help him than Mark Colombo, who kind of played the same way. I think Theaker and Skipper are both really great practice squad candidates assuming they clear waivers or whatever but i wouldn't be surprised to see either one of them stick around all right that's the show we appreciate you guys joining us we're back tomorrow 9 35 a.m will be the time central till then for nick eatman dave hellman amber garcia i'm Derek eagleton this has been the break live on dallascowboys.com radio this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about